Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Identity is found in Christ, and so your primary purpose is who you are being and becoming in Christ. And it's very important to understand being and becoming because you're already the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but you're becoming ever more and more the righteousness, you know, or you're you're, you're becoming more and more who you are in a way where everybody can see it. Are you guys catching it? So you're already righteous, but you're in the process of becoming more of who you are in Christ so that who you are can show up for everybody to see. You see? But you got to start with, I'm already that. And I want you to catch this too, that before God can do a mighty work through us, He must first do a mighty work in us. Before God can use you, (laughs) you got to be usable, okay? You got to be usable. And so... God wants to use you, but, but you know, he first got, he's, he wants you to be usable. And so, and so what he wants to do is he wants to do a mighty work in you, you know. And the more that he works in you, the more he's going to align you with who he's called you to be and what he's calling you to do. Are you guys catching this here this morning? And so with that in mind, I want to spend the, the remainder of this sermon Focusing on our primary calling, on the being, on the identity. And then the doing is going to come out of that. And so, I'm not going to be able to tell you what to do necessarily, but I I am going to tell you how you can align yourself more with what God wants to do in your life. And so, as we get into this, let's read once again our definition of alignment. We've been going over this for a few weeks now, and I want you to really kind of catch this. How do we define alignment? Listen to this now, child of God. Alignment is the proper positioning or the adjustment of the believer's thoughts, attitudes, words, and action. Notice that order. Thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions. Your actions are going to come last. Why? Because your actions are going to flow out of your thoughts, your attitudes, and your words. And so God wants to make some adjustments now in our thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions in relation to people, situations, and activities, and possessions. How am I relating to people and certain situations in my life? You know, an issue comes up. Um, My old response might have been to panic you know, something happens and all of a sudden you go into panic mode and you go into cuss-cuss mode. You know, you open the book of cuss and you start quoting from the book of cuss. Well, hold on. God wants to adjust that. 
You see, it's not so that he can love you more. He already loves you. He loves you when you're cussing a person out. I want you to understand that. <laughs> Glory to God. But what he, <laughs> what he wants is he loves you so much. He doesn't want you cussing them out. No, what he wants to do is he wants to make some adjustments so that you can love a person even when they're not being lovely. You see, Glory to God. He wants to uh, make some adjustments in you uh, so that you can love even uh, the unlovely. You see, religion says you got to try to do that on your own. Well, God says, no, you can't do that on your own. <laughs> you already tried it. It didn't work. Okay, it was a disaster when you tried it. Okay, so he says, don't do that. So what he's going to do is uh, he's going to help you uh, to do that, you see. You see, but you're going to have to participate. We're going to get into how this works. And so he wants to make some adjustments. How am I relating to people? How am I responding to situations? There's a difference between reacting and responding. Uh, reacting is, a, is, a, is an automatic conditioned thing. You know, I go into panic mode. Response implies that I have a choice. I can respond to a situation rather than react to a situation. You see, how am I relating to certain activities? Maybe there's some activities God wants me to be a part of. Maybe he wants you to serve at church. How about that? You know, uh, it starts in church. You can start doing your purpose in church. You find out where you want to serve in your local church. And then from there, it kind of unfolds into every other sphere of your life. And how am I relating to possessions? I've shared with you before, God doesn't mind you having possessions. God doesn't mind you having money. He just doesn't want possessions and money to have you. And so, are you looking for your identity and your possessions? Alex, when I own that house, man, then I'm going to feel successful. Now, that's how the world does it, child of God. Now, there's no condemnation. This is not condemnation. This is just God doesn't want us in bondage to anything. You see, remember, your, 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 your success, glory to God, your, your identity is, is in Christ. You're already successful because you're in Christ, you see. You see, and so you relate to possessions in the correct way. That's what God wants us to do. And then also, in, in, in relation to God, how am I relating to God? And guys, the way that we relate to God is we got to look to Jesus as the stronger vessel. He is the vine, or we're the branches. You see, we're not the, we're not the vine, glory to God. None of us is the vine. I'm not the vine. You're not the vine. None of us is ever going to be the vine. All we are are branches. He's the vine, and so we look to him as the stronger vessel. And notice the aim of, of divine alignment is God fulfilling his purposes in the believer's life. Watch this now. I love this. In harmony with the right people. God wants to bring the right people into your life in the right places. There's some appointed places God wants you to be in the right ways at the appointed time. Guys, do you know when you are operating in this divine alignment, what happens is there's going to be some stuff happening in your life, child of God. I prophesy that over you right now. Where people are going to look at you and they're just going to say, man, you, oh, you're always in the right place at the right time. <laughs> How did that happen? You know, it's like what the world calls lucky breaks or coincidences. Guys, I want you to understand there's no such thing as coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. And when you are in alignment with what God wants to do, he's going to cause you to be at the right uh, place at the right time, you see. He's also going to give you discernment to know which way to take. But he's going to cause you to be in the right place at the right time. Now, how do we do this, and how can we make sure that we don't get this mixed up now with performance? Because everything I'm sharing with you, you may say, Whoa, yes, amen, Brother Alex, that's good. Uh, that's what we ought to do. Can I be real with you guys? And then what you're going to walk away with is you're going to walk away with thinking, you know, i got a list of things to do. Because some of you have been so trained by religion the first thing you go to is performance. I got to perform. I got to make this happen. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are have this performance-based mindset. 
a lot of people have this performance-based mindset. You think you got to do it. And so performance versus alignment, how does this work? Notice this, guys. Divine alignment is not something you and I can do. Divine alignment is not something you and I can do. We can't do it. But what we can do is we can participate. We can be available in the same way that you could not save yourself. Jesus came and took care of that, right? Well, in that same way, your Christian life is going to be lived in dependence on Him. And so in divine alignment, God initiates. We participate. God initiates. We participate. Let's look at a few scriptures that really kind of illustrate this. Look at Romans chapter 15, verse 16. I'm going to read this in the NLT. And he says here in verse 16, he says, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus. This is Paul, the Apostle Paul writing to the Romans, to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news so that I may present you as an acceptable offering to God. Notice this, made holy by the Holy Spirit. Made holy by the Holy Spirit. If you have an NLT Bible, you have your Bible, underline, made holy by the Holy Spirit. I love that, guys, because, you know, he's called the Holy Spirit. Well, chances are that maybe he's going to make you holy if you let him. <laughs> okay. You see, God called you to live a holy life by his grace. Well, the Holy Spirit, guys, is called the Spirit of Grace. The Holy Spirit is in charge with enabling us to live a holy life. And this is so key to understand. The Holy Spirit is in charge of alignment. The Holy Spirit is in charge of alignment. Not you, not me. We can't make that happen in the flesh. So whatever God calls you to do, it's not going to happen through performance and self-effort. I want you to catch this. Some of you know this. You've tried, man. You've tried. You've tried. You've tried. <laughs> you know, you, you've tried. Alex, I tried. I tried. I tried. And it just couldn't. It didn't work. Alex, I'm trying to be more like Jesus, but it just doesn't work. I always fall short. Uh, and if I have a good day, man, I seem to be doing well now. But, ooh, no. Now I'm prideful. Oh, my goodness. Now I think I'm more spiritual than these other people. Uh, now, you know, I got, that, you know, that, you know, and, 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 yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, like that. Yeah, like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, I mean, it, it just doesn't work, guys. It doesn't work. We can't do it. This Christian life cannot be lived through performance. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. But religion always tells you, no, you just got to try harder. You know, religion says, man, you just got to do more. You got you to perform more. You know, hold on. <laughs> it doesn't work, guys. Yeah, you know, you can have some good moments, but... How long does that last? And we shared last week because we think we got to do it. A lot of us don't even want to go to this place. Well, Alex, becoming more like Jesus. Alex, all I see is how I fall short. It's because you think you got to do it. Child of God, you can't do it. Everybody say, I need God. <laughs> I need God, man. This is the whole idea. You know, this whole 
gospel is about you need God, and He's already through Jesus made available everything you need. The world is trying to do it on their own, but you as a born-again Christian, you understand you need God. You see? And so, performance versus alignment. Alignment is impossible without the Holy Spirit. The reason is that without the Holy Spirit, we will always default back into performance. Performance and self-effort is our default position as fallen human beings. To perform, to struggle, to try to earn, to try to qualify the blessing. Do you know what that is, guys? It's trying to be like God without God. That's the whole issue. That's why the world is in the state that it's in. It's the whole issue of the world trying to be like God without God. Every time you're trying to judge another person, you're trying to be like God without God, because only God can judge righteously. You see? And so, and so what we need is we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to work on the inside of us. The more we rely on self, the more we restrict the Holy Spirit from working in our lives. Why? The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on anybody. Just like he's not going to force anybody to get saved, he's knocking on the door of everybody's heart. Man, but if they're not going to open the door, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to, uh, you know, break open the door. Uh, you know, he's not a home invader. You know what I'm saying? You got to let him in. You got to let him in. So, in the same way, if you want him to work in your life, you got to make space for him to be welcome. Take note of that. Making space. Holy Spirit, I invite you to work in my life today. Holy Spirit, I invite you to do what you want to do today. You take the driver's seat, Lord. Let me be along for the ride. You see, the grace life is the spirit-led life. And this grace life, the spirit-led life, requires us to turn from self and to lean on and to depend on the Holy Spirit of grace. Holy Spirit starts our lives as born-again believers. He's the one who initiates the new birth. When you say yes to Jesus, that very moment, Holy Spirit comes and dwells on the inside of you. He regenerates you. He gives you the new, cre the new nature, the new creation. Well, in the same way now, the Holy Spirit is in charge of this entire process. Look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. The issue is... We get saved, and then, and then now, you know, you think, well, now I got to try to live my Christian life with, without God, you know. Guys, this is why in this ministry, here at Grace World, you will always hear me emphasizing the relationship. What the Lord has put on my heart is, if you are already a Christian, I believe God wants you to know that you can grow in your level of intimacy with Him, child of God, in a way that you may have never, ever even thought possible. You see, because he wants, he's working in you. Notice what he says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. He says, and I am certain that God, who began, notice he began the good work where within you, that's when you got saved, when you received Jesus. So God began the good work within you. Notice this now, guys. He says he'll continue his work. So he started the work. He's not going to stop. He's going to continue it. You know, if you hire someone to do some construction on your house or whatever, what would you do if they started the construction? You know, maybe a plumber or something. They start, they get everything ready, you know. They make a big mess, you know, because they're working and then they just leave. That's it. We're done. 
Yeah, that's not how that works. You know, what if you go to a restaurant, they start cooking your food, and then, you know, halfway through, they say, well, we're done. You know, that's it. You know, we're going to finish cooking your food. No, no, you know, when you start something, you're going to finish it. Well, God started the good work within you, child of God. He promises he's going to finish his work. But as he that began the good work within you, he'll continue his work where? In you, when? Until it is finally finished. When is it going to be finished? On the day when Christ Jesus returns. Guys, this is a promise that's going to take the pressure off of you. He actually promises that he's going to finish his work. Guys, may I tell you, child of God, God finishes what he started. And so God, God started working on you the moment you got born again. Now, if you will let him, because the only person who can get in his way is you, with your self-effort. But if you will let him work in you, if you will let him continue his work, he promises he's going to finish his work. And this is so awesome, guys. He says he's going to be, he's going to have us ready. We're going to be finished on the day when Jesus comes back. And what that is, 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 is he's going to make us like him. The Bible says that when he returns, we'll see him as he is because we'll be like him. We'll see him as he is because we'll be like him. That's a huge promise. Now, if you think you've got to do that, it makes you shrink back. But if you understand he's the one who's doing that, <laughs> then it's awesome, guys. Then it's awesome. That's awesome. And guys, we did not deserve it. We, we, we could never earn it or deserve it or qualify for it. This is awesome. And so one more scripture, and then we're going to look at what is our participation here. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.24. This one I want to read in the King James. And I just want you to see this promise. I just want to, I want to, I want to see, I want to show you this from scripture, scripture after scripture after scripture. Look what he says. 1 Thessalonians 5.24. Faithful is he that calleth you. Watch this now. Very plain, very simple. Who also will do it? <laughs> Faithful is God who's calling you. And then he says, he's also going to do it. If he calls you, he's the one who's going to do it. It's not going to be you doing it. This applies to your primary purpose as well as your secondary purpose. Now, again, your secondary purpose, you develop your skills. You do what you got to do. But you see, there's only so much you can do in the natural you know, like me, I, I, I preach these messages, man. And in the natural, what I do is I, I prepare. I actually write out what I'm going to say, but then what I'm going to do is, I'm not just going to go by memory. No, I'm going to sit down, and before I start preaching the Word, I'm going to say, Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, you work through me. Lord, give me the correct utterance. Lord, help me to articulate this in exactly the way that you want me to say. And so, you do what you can do in your secondary purpose, but then God is going to give you that extra little something. You see, that's when it comes to your doing. Now, when it comes to your being, which we're primarily focusing on, becoming more like Jesus, what is our role here? Alex, how do I participate in this alignment? Alex, uh, if I'm not the one doing it, well, Alex, what, what am I going to do? We're always looking for stuff to do, right? Well, I'm going to give you something to do now, guys. Look at uh, John chapter 6, verse 28. You want something to do? Here's what, here's what we're going to do. Look at this. <laughs> this is awesome, guys. This is awesome. John chapter 6, verse 28. This is uh, some, guy, some people came to Jesus. They had just seen him do some miracles. So they were pretty impressed by what he was doing. So they came and said, we want to do this too. 
what should we do? <laughs> Please give us something to do. And notice this, verse 28, they replied, we want to perform God's works too. We want to perform God's works too. There's the question, what should we do? We need something to do. Well, Jesus gave them something to do. Notice what he says, verse 29, Jesus told them, I love this, this is the only work God wants from you. Child of God, here's the work God wants from you. Listen. The only work God wants from you, colon, <laughs> believe in the one he has sent. Believe in the one he has sent. That's the work God wants from you, child of God. May I tell you, the job description, if it were, of a born-again believer is to believe. You see, this is the gospel, guys, because what religion wants to do, religion says, yeah, you got to believe plus. So religion always wants to add some stuff to the believing. What we're saying is, what Jesus is saying, he says, this is the only work. Singular. Believe. Believe. Now, the reason that some of you are a little like Alex, what? How can this be? Is because sometimes we don't understand what's involved in our believing. You see, believing is not just, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. That's great. That means, you know, you're saved. So you're on your way to heaven. That's all you got to do to get to heaven. Uh, please understand, this has nothing to do with your eternal, uh, you know, destiny, with your eternal salvation. No. This is about now God working in you. If you want to have him working in you, he says, believe. Now, what does it mean to believe? It means we continue to look to Jesus. And watch this now, guys. We continue to look to the cross. We got Easter coming up, Resurrection Sunday is coming up. This is very appropriate to say, continue to look to the cross. Why? Because when you're believing on Jesus, you're always looking to the cross. Glory to God. You're looking uh, to the victory uh, that Jesus won for you on that cross 2,000 years ago. And so in other words, I don't just believe that I'm healed. Glory to God. No, I believe that Jesus healed me by his stripes 2,000 years ago. I don't just believe uh, that I'm righteous. Glory to God. No, I believe I'm righteous because Jesus shed his blood for me 2,000 years ago. You see, I'm not just delivered. Glory to God. No, I am delivered. Glory to God. Because of the power of the cross of Jesus. Jesus Christ, because of what he did for me 2,000 years ago, I am walking in divine victory. You see, this is how we are called to believe. Now, when we believe in Jesus continuously, we look to the cross. Holy Spirit is going to take the outer work of the cross. He's going to apply it on the inside of us. What do I mean? Gradually, he's going to continue to crucify the last vestiges of that old nature. Those old desires, you don't have to struggle against your old desires. You just got to look to him. You got to let the Holy Spirit crucify those old desires. You see, you don't have to do it. The issue is you've been trying to do it and it's not been working, okay? That's why we're all struggling. No, because we've been trying to do it. No, but we're not supposed to do it. No, he's going to do it. This is why he gave us the Holy Spirit, glory to God. You believe on Jesus. Holy Spirit works on the inside of you. He's going to continue to crucify that old uh, identity, those old habits, those old cravings. Man, and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna continue uh, to conform you to who you already are in Christ. Look at Philippians 2.13. He says in 13, 2.13, For God is working in you. Everybody say, God is working in me. God is working in me. God is working in me. What is he doing? He's giving you the desire and the power 
to do what pleases Him. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now, I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.